another trip to Nintendo Land, Alex O'Neill. We're here. Mike Burgess. That's Put right. Your arms up. We're on the roller coaster to Nintendo uh, hype. I'm driving my cart around <laughs> into uh, the port or whatever it is where, where Nintendo Land is. I actually, I've never really, clear, I don't know if it's been clearly defined, but oh well. I don't think it's. You take much. a train there. It is like <laughs> train, train, that is the vibe I get. Good. That's that, that would be a good um, vehicle for sure um, to, to take a trip to just all the Nintendo news and video games. This is our monthly Irrational Passions podcast i'm gonna put monthly in quotes as i will say yeah we, we'll, we'll we, say we adhere to nintendo's schedule <laughs> yeah we definitely adhere to that so like this will technically be our march episode we mainly held back on it because as you know no they're a big nintendo video game released pretty much right around as we're recording this put it at the end of the month you and know? of course it's like the yeah, basically like the last week of the month they put it out so we're recording after playing some of that, which is the new Kirby game. Um, we'll talk about that later in the show. And, but I think on the other side of um, having a little bit of a later show to the later news, is we have a lot of news and things to talk about, which is which yeah. is nice. In our defense, Nintendo decided to drop huge news right after we yes. did the last podcast <laughs> yeah. about dropped, Pokemon. Yeah, they dropped, they dropped huge news um, about that, which is our first uh, big news item. Um, but they also dropped news like literally the day we're recording this. So that also kind of is, yeah, is nice in some ways are, are pretty much right here. Um, but let's yeah, but let's get into the news uh, that we have to talk about. And yeah, since the, kind of the first real big thing that happened right after we recorded our last episode was there's a new not only um, a new Pokemon game, but it is the next generation of Pokemon is coming later this year. Generation this year. nine. Pokemon yeah. Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are the names, and it's 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 not it's not like an Arceus. It's not like a our our like you know a Let's Go game where it's sort of a spinoff game. It is the next generation. They straight up showed three new start the three new starters, which all look I, I like all their designs. They're very they're, yeah, they're very, all great. They're all very cute. I definitely like Fue Coco the most. I would say Spiritus speaks to me. If I had to pick a favorite, yeah, those. Those ones. Now the duck. The duck is cool too. The duck is also great. Good, to good, be fair, Quaxley is a very good name. I like the name. Yes, I, it's all good. I was, I was, so it's all good. Um, yeah, they can't. They kind of just drop this randomly on a Sunday, and, and I realized after the fact the, the the reason it was on that Sunday is because that was Pokemon Day. Like that's like the anniversary yeah. Pokemon date. So they just stuck to the date and just did it on a but Sunday. This, this hadn't leaked or anything. Like this was yeah, a very big surprise. Yeah, no leaks. Just Sunday, they were like, "Yep, here it is. Next generation. This is going to be a fully open world Pokemon game." They have said it themselves. You can go on the Pokemon website, and it says it is a seamless open world to explore. And you know they haven't even they've they've honestly given like way more vague info right out the gate. Compared to some other generations, because like we don't even know the name of the region, um, we, yeah. we've just seen the starters and the names of the starters, and we've seen like you know some kind of early shots that they showed in the trailer of like some some cool vistas. Like there's this cool kind of Spanish town that you're you can exp- you can walk around, and that seems like largely where the region is kind of inspired by is kind of Spain in that kind of Eastern, uh, or I guess that'd be Western Europe, Western European, yeah. Um, and you know, they, they have, they had that cool, like kind of like Spanish town. They had kind of like a little Spanish villa where like, it looks like where that, maybe that's where you're kind of starting in the trainer house, uh, for your, you know, when you, when you first start your adventure, which was looked really nice. 
Um, I'd say like the lighting looked very nice compared to a lot of the other Pokemon games, which kind of admittedly didn't have a lot of that. Yeah. So that was kind of like definitely the number one thing of just being like, oh, yeah, there's a sunset and you can see the sunset reflecting off the water. And like, wow, this this lighting in and of itself is already making this game look like much more impressive than like kind of the most recent uh, Pokemon entries from a visual standpoint. But it's still there's still a lot of questions about uh, this game because I think, you know, our last episode, I talked a lot about playing Legends Arceus and I did like that game. I, I did a more or less complete it. I didn't do a lot of the I did kind of the main quest. I didn't really go through the post game uh, of it, but um, I, I did really like that game. But it's hard to say because it seems like this, both these games were maybe developed simultaneously yeah. more than likely. So I don't know if those games will have the same exact catching mechanics and battling mechanics. It seems like there will at least be similar battling mechanics where Pokemon are out in the wild and you would, you can just run up and start a battle. Like, it seems like that'll still be the case, but whether you can like, you know, just catch them in the wild, like you could in Arceus is still remain to be seen. We don't really know for sure, but I was definitely surprised. I think everyone was just surprised to be like, wow, that's a, it's a quick turnaround for a massive Pokemon game. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm into it though. It, I definitely got the same vibe of this was developed the same time as Arceus. And yeah. I, I am curious how much DNA they're going to share, you know? Um, but I, I have a feeling, you know, with the seamless towns, like maybe that was a thing that they wanted to do early on with Arceus and they decided that it would not make sense for that game or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like we'll get more of focus on battles. I feel like the core stuff might come back, like the inherent skills. I forget what they're called in Pokemon. Uh, nature, um, like their natures, natures or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, EVs and IVs and maybe some of the more harder edge parts of Pokemon and kind of merge the ideas, which, you know, if assuming these games were made simultaneously, I'm sure uh, Game Freak... Uh, knew when they were making RCs like, oh yeah, this is what people are gonna want. Um right. so this is this shouldn't be surprising, but they clearly had a lot of forethought with it. I know Game Freak gets a lot of grief for churning out video games, um yeah. certainly, and and a lot of the lack of innovation. So I I hope that because everything is kind of close to the chest right now, that it's because they really want to surprise and delight people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm hopeful for this game too. Is like, even as somebody who like liked both of the the the, the previous the two previous Pokemon entries, like Sword and Shield, what is what it is, and it's like it was a pretty standard Pokemon adventure. But obviously, it was like the first kind of console, um, yeah, fully, I liked fully it as HD well. console Pokemon game. So I think there was definitely a lot more eyes and scrutiny on what that what what people had envisioned that to be. You know, so like I think it definitely had a lot of, to live up to, and I think you know that just came with the whole mixed and discourse that that game had years ago that I don't want to like grudge up too much. Um, but, but, you know, most recently back in, you know, as a January, that game came out the end of January, two months ago, legends, (laughs) (laughs) legends, Arceus. Like I did, I did really enjoy that. I liked a lot of the ideas it introduced. So if like, you know, they're there, you know, like we were, we both said, like, you know, if they both started kind of develop at the same time and kind of splintered in two different ways, but with similar core ideas of like kind of reinvigorating or kind of modernizing, I guess is a term you could also use to like bring these Pokemon games into bigger open world environments, having more like streamlined and interesting catching and interacting with Pokemon in the world mechanics that like Arceus has a lot of, like if they can, 
bring a lot of that stuff still into um, Scarlet and Violet, which I think there will be at least some of that because you've already, we've already seen even the the basic like stuff they trailers and images they've shown. Like Pokemon are still like walking around in the environments, and the environments are even like look even kind of larger than some of the areas we saw in um, Arceus. Um, yeah, and so like I'm definitely I'm definitely pretty excited for this one, and um, there's still we still have not seen a lot of it because <laughs> it, yeah you know, they kind of just gave that trailer, and then we kind of you know haven't seen much much in depth details or a lot of new other Pokemon. So I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing all that. I'm curious what the gimmick is going to be. I feel like it'll be an evolution on the strong style, speed style from Arceus. I think yeah. it'll be something combat related that makes it more, you know, that kind of complex turn-based style. Yeah, I, de- I definitely, I'm definitely curious about that too because that, that definitely has been a thing over the course of these Pokemon games. It's like, I think, yeah, like I hope they don't, I don't, they've not really repeated a lot of those gimmicks. Um over over multiple games so i yeah i expect not to see those yeah gigantamax probably isn't gonna come back gigantamax pokemon yeah probably aren't yeah mega evolutions um, won't be there probably still yeah probably no mega evolutions but yeah there there could be like yeah variation of strong and and uh uh swift style or whatever they were called from that yeah yeah i i did like that that stuff was was interesting it was simple but it was but it's still um a cool way to kind of change up some mix it up, mix it up. Yeah. um the one the one other detail i did see about this which is more of like a like you know a th- it was more of a theory that that we can maybe end on here that i really that i think is really really cool is just like kind of the story ideas that people have come up for with this game um because if you there's like a whole live action scene of the trailer that's also in there and people have like found little like kind of maybe like potential easter eggs like alluding to like more about the world of the of this new generation of pokemon and one thing people found is like there's these two big sigils that are like kind of freeze frame i'll try and see if i once once i have the trailer and in the edited version of this video version of the podcast you can watch on youtube.com slash irrational passions i'll I'll try and put the freeze frames up of like basically found like two like they look like school sigils so people are, are like maybe thinking yeah. that like Scarlet and the Violet are like essentially like the schools more or less. Like they'll probably have different names than that. Like it won't be school Scarlet or Scarlet. Yeah, maybe like Scarlet Academy, yeah, Violet Academy. Academy. I or think or that could be it. Or something like that. Because I think they're like the, like the badges are even like fruits in that same color. Like I think it's like there's like an orange and like a grape, I think, are even the things. Grapefruit Academy. Yeah, it's it could be something like that. And so basically people are thinking maybe it's going to be like a rival school situation. And you're maybe like, you, you can, you, you know, if you go, if you have Pokemon Scarlet, you start at that Orange Academy and you then maybe go to other academies rather than maybe like going to like gym battles or something, which would be cool. Sure. A cool, that like, could be really cool. If there are two different starting locations, like I, yeah, I don't know if totally. you remember my Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild pitch from way back in the day i think i did <laughs> right. an episode in Pinoland. Uh, but pro- my probably. part of that w- was like essentially the eight gym towns you could choose Where you any start. of the eight to start at and each of them would have different starters right yeah so that could be like what sets you off so if it's a similar idea of like uh you start at one academy or the other and they're actually different locations in the map and then your your kind of journey is mm-hmm. going to be a little bit different yeah, obviously ba- balanced for either or, but yeah, maybe like you know, meet, meet different meet different characters along the way, or 
Yeah, or just take a different, different path. Yeah, yeah go to you know? maybe, yeah, maybe in one game you like go to one school first and another game you yeah, go to another Yeah, and the other you go to some other location. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that that, uh, that would definitely be cool. And honestly, you know, thinking of that, that would be a little bit of an evolution of what um whatchamacallit did, um Sword and Shield did, because there was in Sword and Shield a sequence where Oh. I somehow I brushed dust off. <laughs> oh, my- okay. I was, I was, yeah, I was just making sure because I thought I lost you, but that's okay. Yeah, I was, I just like push, and it's just. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Oops. yeah. But this is um, what I was saying was basically in Sword and Shield there there was like a more basic idea of this of like um, in in Sword and Shield like certain towns had different actual full on gym leaders with different types of Pokemon. So like I think in like Pokemon Sword there was like a rock gym for like the six gym and then like in shield that gym was like an ice gym and it was a, a different person you would actually go like a different completely different gym leader you would go and talk to and have a different battle with so yeah so like uh, yeah evolving on that idea of like maybe yeah you have you know you started at one school and one version and maybe go to different schools to battle them or even different like gyms and the gyms are in the yeah, schools or, or however they want to you know like it's it. it's fully really open cool in in theory so maybe you can go anywhere at any time but like because where you're at on the map like maybe two opposite sides of the region you would just obviously go to whatever's closest and that would be different so yeah and yeah that that would definitely lean into like ideas they had in rcs too right of like rcs like you couldn't go it, it definitely was a little it was definitely way more gated in terms of like their multiple zones that are big open worlds but like in those open world little areas like enclosed areas there were places that were like a little bit safer for you to go to at a certain level or you could go to go there or try and go there immediately and like probably get your ass kicked by a pokemon that's like way over leveled um, and that was like a fun aspect to that of like actually letting you kind of explore at your own kind of pace um in yeah. in in a, a little bit like more closed uh way not as fully open as something like you know breath of the wild or Elden Ring or something like that usually is, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Forward to this. Um, I guess we know now the one sole uh big Nintendo game for the holidays as we get into yeah. our next piece of news, um, and that is that Breath of the Wild two, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, has officially been delayed to spring of 2023. Um, yeah, I I texted Nabishin and said my birthday's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, that's right. Sorry, it's just said we're recording this on Alex O'Neill's birthday. So Alex O'Neill, happy birthday! And thank you. Yeah, this will be after. I had to make it about myself recording. for a little bit. Exactly. You, know? you have to you have to get it in there. <laughs> I had to get it in there at least once. Uh, no, yeah, they announced it yesterday, the day before we were recording. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was right. I, it was right before my birthday, of course, but also because I'm very aware of this because it is on my birthday. It's the end of the fiscal year for video game companies for the most part. So this is exactly why they announced yeah, this. Yeah, totally. A lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's, that seems like the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, holding it all the way, all the way till here. Um, or I guess have, they pretty much were, were forced to be like, yeah, we got to push this back. But I mean, definitely a bittersweet um, thing for me personally, I would say out the gate is like, I'm I'm incredibly excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild is still one yeah. of my favorite games. This honestly in some way gives me more time to maybe go replay that if if I yeah. ever if I even could. I don't know if I I don't know if I could right at the moment though after playing so many hours of Elden Ring, but uh re- regardless um 
I think I think this is okay with me, mostly for the fact that like Nintendo still has like a pretty stacked year of games, and so like yeah. so like I think they can they can be totally fine doing this really because like you, they don't they don't they have tons of other thick games they can already fill this gap with. And now they've this got also, stuff we don't know about too. Yeah, for sure. stuff we don't know about yet, and even all the stuff we know that's been announced that maybe doesn't have a full-on date. Like those are a lot of really awesome games to look forward to. And now this even uh, pushes them into like you know they. I feel like before they've not given like a specific like they've given window, like yeah. a window. Like I don't think they've they ever, said twenty twenty two was the most well, they'd ever. I said. think that's what I thought too. Like they've only most said when twenty twenty two. Right now they specifically said spring 2023. That means we're mm-hmm. more than likely like getting this probably in like March, like a year from now would probably be a safe bet. I would say. Yeah. Um, But like, yeah, there's just, there's already so many switch games specifically coming out this year that like it's, we got, um, I think, I think April and May, there's nothing super major at the moment. That's jumping out the top of my head. I know there's like that live, live, a live, live, alive. I'll yeah, remake. Advance Wars was going to come out, but that got yes, postponed. yeah, that got postponed uh, due to current world events. Um, yes, and then, uh, but then there's like um, you know there's uh, Splatoon three, there's Bayonetta three, there's Xenoblade Chronicles three, a lot of threes there. Um, there's the Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope. Um, there's now we just, we just talked about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and like you said, tons of stuff we don't know about. There could. I think you know this was um, boil. I feel like I saw people already boiling back up the idea of having some kind of uh, Zelda double pack remaster. Yeah, I think like, that'll happen. Bring the bring the the two Wii U remastered games. Uh, what is it? Twilight Princess and Wind Waker as like a single package and just put them out on Switch because why not at this point? Yeah, you know, I think I think people would. I be think pretty that'll happy. happen I too. Think, I think yeah, I think people would be pretty happy with that too. Like I'd I'd probably buy that. It's a good way to tie it over. If they like sweeten the pot by like making it like Majora and Ocarina 3D in there, maybe not like change it all from the 3D version, but just brought over to Switch. I think that could be great too. Yeah, there's there definitely is like uh, um, something they can fill in while while we wait for Breath of the Wild to to come for sure. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just already tons of Nintendo games that are coming this year. So like in some ways I was kind of okay when I, we saw there's a, they have like a age edgy Anuma came out and did like a little video show presentation off show off his fresh cut and was just like, Hey, we have news on breath of the wild. We're pushing it back because you need more time till next year. So here's three seconds of new footage. Here's three seconds of new footage for YouTubers to like frame by frame and analysis for the next year. Like sicko. Yeah. Waiting for that dissertation. On yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can see the master swords broken here and the hand looks like this. So clearly it's this. And then, you know, and who knows what you think. Master sword being broken is evocative imagery. I'll give them. Yeah, credit yeah, for, for it. sure. It is definitely like a, like definitely a shot that you're just like, Oh, it, like oh, it definitely was something's like a, going on it, here. Yeah, huh? It's definitely an interest peaking little, little shot they gave there for sure. And, new shot that they gave in there so that's- they said you know the there's a sky world and the hyrule and more and i think people are, are wondering what that could mean as well yeah like actual like new mechanics rather than like necessarily like new- or like alternate realm maybe like a dark realm that's that was the first thing that came to my mind yeah. um or like area separate areas that maybe act as dungeons i think like 
there's gonna be a lot of dungeons in this game. Like that's yeah, my my bet awesome. is that that we might get like a full eight set of dungeons, like Link to the Past type deal. Yeah, that got um, like that got like broken open somehow. I, I'd be yeah. totally down. For I'd be down to too. I like to some dungeon stuff. I like um, Breath of the Wild's dungeons, but I would also like. Obviously, I think Hyrule Castle is honestly one of the best dungeons that they've yeah. made, and that's like the only traditional dungeon <laughs> in that game. Um, yeah. So if they just do more stuff like that, where it's just like different areas and hidden items and like maybe a secret item, like that is the item of the dungeon buried deep inside that you have to kind of go looking for. Yeah. Uh, I would be very down. Yeah. And like they have they have to give you the the journey to clearly that that Master Sword's like messed the F up. And yep. you're, you're up in that sky garden, maybe maybe restoring it. Maybe that's what's happening in that, that little scene there. Or like or like maybe like healing it a little bit, and that's maybe we're excuse me, going into those dungeons to like get the things and then you're going up into the sky world to actually repair it or something like that. Who knows? Um but it's 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 you know, very much looking forward to that game, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the Miyamoto quote so Miyamoto quote uh quote. So we so they can't so people can't come uh beat me in the streets. But you Being know very angry about it, yeah. Yeah. But um I, I am looking forward to that and I can I can wait just let it look. cook. I can just in wait, the words you know, of Michael P. A Huber. Months. There were there were definitely <laughs> I was I was still even in like immediately in that little bit of a mindset of like it, it could still get pushed next year. It, it could, it couldn't, you know. It was on my fantasy critic team, Mike. God <laughs> oh, damn it. No. Rip. I really believed it. I doubled it was, down. I was like, "This is it." I get it. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta dream. Well, it just means hopefully God of War comes out this year, and then I don't have to listen to people <laughs> bitch about it on the internet. I don't want to hear that argument. Yeah, I'll I know, right? The, the God or the or the or the Elden Ring versus Breath of the Wild arguments. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Of like, I'm, I'm also okay from that meta narrative of people talking about video games. On podcasts, yeah. not having to hear them talk about well, well, this open world aspect, breath by well, this is Elden. The weapons breath, break too quickly. Yeah, the we- weapons to break quickly. You don't break an Elden Ring, or the ma- or, they but, broke you know, the Master the, Sword. How Elden Ring they? wouldn't exist without the original Breath of the Wild. So Breath of the Wild two, and this is, I don't yeah, don't need any of that. Good, it's an good endless Lord. circle. <laughs> my my brain is already like melting and starting to like make up those joke conversations, Lord. Um, yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, it's it's I'm I'm looking forward to that at the end of the day. Um, but I think uh, um, there's tons of games like I was saying earlier. Um, and I think a big next question for our next news item is where are we going to hear about those new video games? Because the thing they're usually announced at as of today is canceled. E3 2022 um, live. The, the, they said there. I, I guess at some point they said there was in person, but that had to be a lot. They a didn't commit the to anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember if they like committed or not. But they basically just officially said like, yeah, it's canceled. Um, it's not. There's not an E3 happening this year. But next year we're we're gonna be back and bigger, and it's gonna be 2023. It's gonna be digital and in person. It's gonna be huge, y'all. Please don't don't. <laughs> Please don't, don't forget bury, about don't, us. Don't bury us like how quickly E3 is just. If you forget us, we lose all our power. Yeah, fallen, fallen to the Jeff Keeleys of of the world. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm just you know it is what it is with that whole thing. But I'm I'm more concerned about you know and maybe we'll this will probably be an ongoing thing as we get closer and closer. I'm sure. But you know, this is, since we first just heard about it today, I was thought it was worth chatting about. Like, where yeah. do we, where do we think Nintendo is going to be in this in this now summer, 
hurt. I guess they'll still have, they'll probably still be in June. I feel like that's still just like such a normal time frame for that stuff. That yeah. They'll still I think probably they'll be around there, but they'll think of a cute name, like a kitschy fun name, like Nintendo summer showcase or something like that. Yeah. Or some or summer just, jam set. They, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> they could just, and they'll, I mean, they could really just call it a direct, like they, like they still just yeah. called it. And here's, here's another Nintendo direct for June. And we're going to talk about a bunch of Nintendo games and, they know that they're like they bring the heat for E3 though, and they have sure, like for the last yeah. couple of years, especially they've they've really done some cool stuff at E3. Yeah, um, for sure. And so I think they would like kind of annotate it as a special direct um, yeah. to kind of help it stand out from the crowd, and and so they can go a little hog wild yeah. on it. At least I hope so. They could also just do a regular direct yeah. and have it be kind of just generally less exciting. Yeah. But yeah, and not to mention like again, I. I, I made the joke about it but like keely has made it made his ground known like even in today he's just like look at we got the summer game fest we're having a big kickoff show and a bunch of other things that are like they said not fully because they're probably still finding things but they could just as easily be like nintendo i could see nintendo just totally gone for it because they like sure. they've shown up with big stuff at other keely game award style events so them just being like hey this nintendo this is the summer game fest nintendo direct or whatever like that could still just totally happen and people will be like, okay, yeah. And they, they know what they mean, right? By it being, yeah, here's our, big, here's our big summer direct with a lot of big Nintendo. It's news June. For the rest it's of time year. for video game news. Yeah, exactly. I um, wonder if this means PlayStation gets back into it. You know, they, they kind of sit with everybody in the summer games fest because yeah, they just specifically hated E3. They were very vocal about that. About ESA uh, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's so possible. I, I don't know. I feel like PlayStation has this kind of standoffish, yeah vibe at this point where and they kind of want to do their own thing yeah exactly and i feel like they've done enough of their like own little things around this summer kind of time frame now that and those were like still viewed just as much as any e3 probably what they did at an e3 right yeah so i feel like they they could probably do their own thing just as much as like nintendo i feel like they could they could do who knows maybe they'll but they always you know are sort of out of the box when it comes to like you know the, the gaming norm quote unquote so like they could just be like hey it's hey it's july and here we are just doing a direct this is and that's and that's their big direct for the year and they just you know maybe they just don't do it during e3 but who yeah. knows um but yeah it's uh bummer it's it's a bummer I'm, I'm on the bummer team yeah i i'm definitely conflicted about it because like i definitely in the in the last definitely after watching actually watching e3 last year live and like want, wanting to like still be in that like yeah e3 is fun and it's fun to like have these cool like game announcements and see a bunch of people excited about games seeing all the discussions around the games like boy that was just that that was such a bummer to watch those streams directly from e3 because it felt like they're like all investor there's like even then there was like you know people talking about crypto and weird other yeah. junk around that like and i feel like it would have been even worse this year if they tried to do that again because it's only gotten more and more into like the gaming and tech world. So I, I'm I'm kind of glad that that that's gone and we just can the games can like Keely can do his own thing and that'll be like fun whatever. And then you know Nintendo and the other big one big guys like PlayStation and Microsoft will figure it out and they'll, yeah Xbox is gonna do their Xbox showcase yeah. with Bethesda and stuff like. They got plenty to show. PlayStation's yeah. got plenty to show. Nintendo's got plenty to show. Yeah. At the end of the day, if they all just do their own thing, it'll still be fine. Yeah, 
Totally. Lord knows. Hopefully, like Square Enix and Capcom are like, maybe we shouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just yeah, or somehow latch on to one of these other ones and just have yeah, like hang out like, with Keeley or something. Yeah, yeah hang out with give Keeley, it all to Keeley or just like put some of their games in the in one of the one of the other showcases where it makes sense where those would go. Um, definitely, definitely going to be curious. But yeah, we're you know this was just going to remind everyone June twenty twenty two, Alan Wake two, Alan Wake two. We're seeing it. We're gonna hear about it. We might see some on gameplay Ninten- on on Nintendo Switch yeah, on Nintendo's Direct. <laughs> God, could you imagine? Yeah. Now, I, I do want to because we did uh, we did skate over it, and this was some other less, I think, less hopeful speculation that happened with <laughs> the Breath of the Wild delay. Sure. Do you think that they might put out a new Switch between now and Breath of the Wild, or um, when Breath of the Wild two comes out? Uh, they might. Well, they put out something. Uh, well, they put out a new Switch. Potentially, will it be a Switch like people are the Switch people want? Quote unquote. Want. No, no, I don't think <laughs> it'll be very a pro. Possible, yeah. I don't think it'll be a pro or like a 4K Switch. What I think, if anything, it would be like a it would be like a like a smaller Switch OLED. Like it'd be like here's a sure. here's a Switch Lite, but with an OLED screen or something like that. Like I feel yeah, like Switch Lite Plus or whatever. I feel like at this point, like t- personally for me, I think we're we're not gonna get like a switch pro or a 4k thing. I think we're just going to get whatever the switch two is. And yes. And like, it, uh, that'll just be, you know, I, I honestly don't even see that happening next, next year. Like uh, that's just where I personally, my head is at. I think 2024 would be the earliest for me to see like a fully new switch and like, but it'll still be a switch in a lot of capabilities, but it'll be like I, the thing, like, you know, people wanting, even including myself, i like, Here's an upgraded switch. You know, it has like maybe a, you know, a lot of a lot of technical advances, like maybe better battery life, better like screen resolutions, better even on new the, controllers, probably new controllers, new new like a new packaging to it. But it still you know acts as a switch, and you can play all your switch games that you already own on it. And maybe yeah. here's like an updated version of our subscription services because that's uh, very much um, a thing as well. Uh, that's worth talking about. Um, as well here but yeah I, I, but before we get into that I, yeah i'll just end with uh yeah i think if we see a new switch anytime soon it would be like 2024 like a, a new proper switch i should say not like just a revision of like one that's kind of already as it is where it's just like hey we might get like a switch pro light where it's our switch oled light i mean and it's just like the same bot- bottom as oled as a switch light but it just has a nice oled screen now that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I really don't know. I mm-hmm. like at this point, I am just like prepared. Like if Nintendo announced it and it came out three months later, I would not be surprised. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, like they, they've done it before. They will do it again. I'm yeah. sure in the future. So, yeah. but I, I'm not holding my breath. I'll say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely kind of there with you. I'm just like, I'm just kind of waiting. I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Waiting and seeing on, some of that as much as I would like to say they're just going to do their own thing and figure yeah. it out. And, and like the switch is selling so freaking well already. Never still, had a price drop that like, yeah, like they don't, they don't need to rush it. So they probably aren't going to rush it. But, um, but yeah, uh, the next, next news story I think is worth talking about. Um, although not directly Nintendo related can, um, maybe hopefully, I guess maybe get Nintendo more interested in bettering up their subscription service. Cause we have PlayStation 
uh, finally came out. Was it's been rumored? I think so. Basically, like leaked. I feel like for like a month or so now, their subscription service that basically is like PlayStation Plus, like 2.0, and they're basically like put a mo- most basic way they're taking PlayStation Plus and what is now known as PlayStation Now, which is like their streaming kind of Game Pass like uh, equivalent. And combining those into higher subscription tiers for PlayStation Plus. So they're all just putting it into one package. So you have PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the base level tier, which is PlayStation Plus as it is now. And then you have these higher tiers, which are getting you into um, like the back catalog of PlayStation games. So the highest tier, which is either 18 bucks a month or $120 a year gets you access to a a big library of PlayStation four and a very select few PlayStation five games. And then it also gets you PlayStation three, PlayStation two, PlayStation one games. So I will say, obviously the multi subscription tier is something Nintendo does have. um, Yes. Caveat PS three games are streaming. only. Yes. PS three games are streaming only, but I would say currently on Nintendo switch online, all of those games are streaming only as well. Sure. But I think, I think it's, 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 I'm, it's a conflicting thing, right. Of like, I actually don't think the PlayStation now upgrading deal is as bad as people are definitely like blowing it up to be. Um, definitely. I definitely sure. think there's people who are underwhelmed or disappointed in it. And I think that's definitely fair. I would say even I'm like st- still kind of just like, eh, okay. But very whelmed. Very whelmed. Yes, is, is definitely the way to put it. But I think that's it's, because we're comparing it to more like a Game Pass and not comparing it to Nintendo Switch Online, which Nintendo yeah. Switch Online is like I would say still below this. And granted, it's the most it's underwhelming. The most <laughs> underwhelming, and like granted, it is like the cheapest of the three, even with like the expansion pack. But like, man, like. I would pay Nintendo $120 a year if they even came close to like the, the library of games that we're going to get. Cause they already said like a number with this PlayStation um, updated one where like the, the middle tier hundred plus. Yeah. yeah. The middle tier gets you 400 plus games from PS4 and some PS5 games. The, the top tier adds like another 300 games from those PS3, PS2. So it's like 600, 700 games right there. So that's like, even if it's like, you know, I don't think, I don't expect every single one of those games to be hot bangers, or I probably also own some of that stuff already. But like, just to have that level of games where you look at Nintendo Switch Online, I don't even know if it like, I think, but like, I don't even know if between the SNES, the NES and the, the N64 games, N64. they're even and at Genesis, like... Genesis, it'll probably hit oh, 50. Right. At Genesis, yeah, like they're probably, yeah, not even over like 75, 50, 100 games on that. And it's just like, yeesh, like, sure. I, I don't... Ex- even even if they had like, you know, even if Nintendo got up to like, you know, 150, 200 games, they're able to like be closer to that. That would be enough for me. And it's like, man, how, how could... I don't understand. I still don't understand why they're so like bare minimum on their subscription services or even just this service in general of providing their old classic games. Yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like Nintendo just doesn't quite get it yet, but they're like, yeah. they're as they always are slowly crawling their way forward. Their it way is, forward, it, for sure. it is funny to think like, you know, the PlayStation approach is kind of a hybrid of game pass and Nintendo switch online. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have the plus 
ultimate whatever version um to download those ps2 and ps1 games but similar to the switch like you download them you're playing them there um you're emulating them uh but also similar that you need the subscription to access that it's not like xbox where you can just buy a 360 game or an xbox original game and just download it to your console by itself and just whatever that cost is yeah which i would honestly like if they're opening the gates with PlayStation, I think that's one of the things that frustrates me most. Just like, let me buy some PS2 and PS1 games a la carte and just play them on my console. Yeah. Um, you're making more money that way, I'm sure. So it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it should be as big a deal. And then similarly, it makes me think, like, go back to Nintendo and be like, I'm going to just let me buy A Link to the Past and Super Metroid and not, so I don't have to subscribe to this. Right. And just download them. Just, I know just, I download it, just download them and have them on your thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just one of those, you know, don't nobody needs me to tell them that we are in the part of capitalism where they think subscription plans are the way to go. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's... Uh, so everybody's doing it, and it's only it's it's not surprising. Like when Nintendo caved and made you have to get Nintendo Switch Online to play multiplayer, and it was like, yeah, I mean, of course, because there's just money that they could be making that they're not making. Yeah. Exactly. And as they as they get more and more into that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think I think the big thing is is like I, I'm very curious of how I'm very curious more of how like Sony's like the Sony upgrade plan is going to go, just because like I think I think a big thing that would make Nintendo change a lot is how how Japan would react to it, right? Like, yeah. Like I think it's it's definitely a, a big thing in the U like in U.S. markets and subscription stuff, but like I don't know, I, I honestly don't know like knowledge wise like where that stuff is in japan like i don't know if japan has like it's like big on like even just like not just game subscriptions but like netflix or like hulu or whatever other streaming services are in that those territories um so i'd be curious like how 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 much that stuff is there because i feel like that's the thing that i think would push the needle more than just like a, a bunch of like dumb american game tweeters being like oh they're making me get Super Mario World again for the fourth time with the what the F Nintendo. Like, you know, it's yeah. I feel like that's gonna be the thing that really makes them go like, okay, yeah, the Japanese market cares about this a lot more now. And like we need we need to get with the times. Um yeah, that's and, a good point. and I think like Sony potentially like getting into that mold and or getting into that those tier subscriptions and offering those classic games puts them in that position where I think like that, that have might have a lot more eyes in the, those Japanese markets than like an Xbox game pass would, I would, I, I would, I would assume just cause it's always been kind of the, the natural thing, right. Of like, whereas Xbox still, I don't know how much that like they've been slow, slowly, but no, I don't think it's for sure. Like have like a market over there really still where like, I think Sony and Nintendo still own so much of that. It's like maybe them dabbling more into subscription services will be the thing that pushes that more and more. But, you know, still still wait and see. I think I think like you said, Nintendo just has so much. I think they have a lot of catching up to do in those regards still. And and like, I don't know if they care enough to do it yet. It's, I guess we'll just have to keep seeing what they do here as, as the year goes year goes on. And they slowly add more to this expansion pack and try and make it a meaningful thing. Yeah, I'm curious. I like that's a good point of like how this impacts Japan. I th- mm-hmm. I feel like you know Switch is very popular there, so yeah, they don't, you know, they don't have to. Probably they're probably fine. Like we're yeah. having this conversation, right. but Nintendo might just not care. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I think they will, you know, because they the people are already upset. They announced the new 
SNES games coming for March uh, today. Earthworm Jim 2. It's, it's like Earthworm Jim 2 or whatever. Yeah. And then Japan gets like Harvest Moon and it's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? Yeah. You know people yeah. would play that. Like, and yeah, it's they, just one of those things where they're trying, but it's like a very difficult to calculate how hard they're trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or like their their gauge of interest in different markets are compared yeah. to their, their kind of core market. Yeah, it's, yeah. Definitely curious to see, and again, I think it'll just come back to like we probably won't get a lot of big updates on what where what they're thinking of doing with that service probably until that June summer big direct, if any at all. Yeah. Where maybe some other, you know, maybe Splatoon three or some other online game, online focused game, they like you know package more stuff in that with that uh, expansion. I think so. Deck. I think that's gonna keep happening for sure. Yeah. Um, like Splatoon or like Splatoon, Bayonetta, other, maybe other DLC for yeah for for these other games, um, whatever they're gonna do. Maybe they'll maybe they'll do a bigger infusion of other classic Here, games or maybe yeah, finally here's a do risky like bet. Game Boy I'll, games in there or something. I'll make I'll make a risky bet. Okay. They put one of the Zelda games in there for free. Or, or one like, of those HD yeah. remasters, either Twilight Princess wow. or Wind Waker. Throw it in there for freebies. Yeah. You, you buy the other one. Yeah, if you have the subscription, yeah, that'd be interesting because like they kind of they did that one time with like a bay, like Bayonetta, right? There was like a a digital like order. Yeah, if you bought Bayonetta two on Switch, you get the first one for free. For free, yeah. They, I wonder if yeah, maybe they would do that. Like you can you can get Wind Waker or Twilight Prince. You can basically like if you're on the subscription service, the Nintendo Switch Online, you can buy one and get the other one free or. Or just yeah, get one of them for free. And is there like playing with this idea that like the PlayStation Plus style free games? They're like teasing it almost. Yeah, they're almost but they're I, almost there. Yeah, I think that could be a good first step uh, yeah. for them. Yeah, I definitely think there is like, I think I think they're in that difficult spot that like Sony is, where like you know their their first party games sell so freaking well still that like they don't need to do what Xbox does and put them on their put them on some kind of service day one right yes like, i think it's like because jim ryan had that quote i think it is it is Nintendo's wrong to say that it would hurt their brands to put yeah uh it's to put them on there but i think i do understand why they wouldn't yes uh i just you know i, I the reasoning is not that it would hurt the games it is that they know that they will sell well and yes. you should just say that yeah, <laughs> like it's say, fine like, yeah we know we know these games are of a quality that people will buy buy them for $70 or $60. And yes, and the virtuous cycle, the virtuous, yeah. Virtuous cycle. <laughs> Shigeru, the mortal shell DLC. Shakira Miyamoto's virtuous cycle. Yeah. Of, of, Kingdom hearts of, for virtuous cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that that gets more play in video games. Please. Sure. I will um, be saying it a lot yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm very, I'm definitely curious to where we'll see. Nintendo Switch Online Go. Um, but um, speaking of things going, uh, Drag Dragalia Lost, Nintendo's mobile game, one of the Rest one of part, one of Nintendo's mobile games, is going to be shutting down um, later this in the summer. Um, basically, or, or I think actually no, here sorry, let me pull up the article I have here just to make sure I got everything right. Uh, this article I have is from Kotaku from Brian Ashcraft. Um, which is Nintendo mobile game Dragalia Lost is shutting down. Uh, here's an official a statement 
Uh, the Dragalia Lost main campaign is scheduled to reach its conclusion in July of 2022 with part two of chapter 26. That's a lot of chapters. Jesus the Christ. final and climactic addition <laughs> to its long running story. After the main campaign is concluded, service for the game itself will come to close at a later date. Okay, so basically, the the, the it's the the story campaign. They're giving you a heads up. As ending in July, and then the game will close down some point after that. Like Final Fantasy fourteen, get on now. Yeah, except it's on. not. It's that yeah. game's not shutting down. Is yeah. I mean. You you brought this up because to talk about where's Nintendo at with mobile. Yeah, I, think, I don't I think know. That was my larger question was was ultimately like I I, I have played Dragalia Lost, but I probably have not played that game <laughs> in like a year plus. I don't think I don't think you've you're not you, in chapter twenty two twenty six part not, two or I'm whatever. Not, yeah, I'm not baiting baiting on um, baiting breath looking for chapter part chapter twenty six part two. How's the story two. gonna end? How's it gonna end? How are they gonna Dragalia lost that Dragalia? <laughs> I don't know. How are they gonna find it? They're gonna find it. Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, so I don't. I, I played it with it a little bit. Um, it's one of those things where like it felt even when I played it for the first time, it felt very standard, like gotcha mobile game style. Yeah. Excuse me, video game of you know you get you get these cool looking little characters and they you know from the gotcha system and they're ranked four star, five star, or whatever, and then they'll run then they'll just do these like little mobile paths and you get swords and you feed swords to other swords to power them up or you get dragons and then you're the, the characters turn into dragons and your dragons have different rarities and all that kind of you know very, you lose them very standard like mobile game like stuff um sure but you know as far as you know considering it's been going i think it's one of the longer running nintendo mobile games i will like to its credit at least um considering like i think the only other ones that are currently going right now are uh mario kart tour mario kart tour um i think there's a the fire emblem game i think is still going heroes yeah heroes and wasn't there i don't know if i guess it has to be someone dr mario world but i think that shut down dr mario world has shut down i know that for a fact okay but there's there's uh, there's animal crossing pocket camp i think i think that's still going and then there's 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 a there's a pinkman one did you completely forget about the yes pinkman stop or go or whatever (laughs) not go that was the the s one yeah it's supposed to be like a pokemon go thing but i don't i don't see that lasting much longer either um yeah and i just super mario run (laughs) for mario run the game you had to actually buy on a phone and not uh not free to play uh quite an interesting quite an interesting road for nintendo mobile games and yeah this this I think this is I think just seeing the Dracalia loss, which I feel like was one of the ones that was definitely at least like a little bit more popular. Like, I, I mean, I don't remember exactly. I guess I'll look up the date of like when it released. 2019 uh, some, sounds Something right. like that. Um, it was September of 2018. So, oh, wow. so you know, it went for was it four or five years, you know. So like that's that's definitely better than a lot of these other Nintendo mobile titles. And I, you know, and I'm not, I would not say I'm enough of an aficionado to know like other non Nintendo mobile games, like how long those like last in in perpetuity necessarily. So, but, but that still seems like a pretty good run, all things considered. Um, yeah, I think like Mario Kart, like clearly there are those games that make a lot of sense that they kind of waited to do. Like Pokemon Go was a big hit, but they were only kind of tertiarily involved with right. that. Um, you know, Super Mario Run was them like being like, no, we're going to make real games. <laughs> and then they're yeah. like, all right, I guess not. We're going to make Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I thought, you know, a lot of people really responded well to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I think that was like a good holdover till uh, yeah. New Horizons came till out. New Horizons came out. I know Mario Kart, Doctor Mario World was bad and uh, yeah, unsuccessful. And that, that one went pretty quickly. Pikmin Bloom, that's what it's called. Pikmin uh, Bloom. Okay. Uh, but Mario Kart Tour definitely like I know it's not the best Mario Kart by any means, but that was like where the money was, and Fire Emblem Heroes was where yeah, the money same, was. And yeah, same for that too. Yeah, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about Mario Kart Tour and the games and playing because I've actually played that um, mm-hmm. thanks to the Mario Kart DLC and wanting to get into this weird mario kart um hole that i found myself in when that stuff was announced um, but i played, but I played that and yeah and that's that's pretty standard mobile game stuff too but it's just like in that same vein like with this dlc they're bringing tour tracks into mario into mario kart 8 so i wonder if this is also a way for them to be like hey mario kart tour isn't gonna last forever or neither are our mobile games maybe they're starting to kind of slow down on some of these offerings on mobile and maybe looking to put more, more time into the switch. Cause that's the thing that's you know selling money, selling for them and games are doing insanely well. Maybe they can take some of these development teams and put them on other things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just, that's just where my head is at with mobile, with Nintendo mobile games. I just don't know. Yeah. They had, they just had that big, you know, DNA part- partnership when this all started. And it seemed mm-hmm. like it was going to be like a big pillar for them. But now, and obviously at the time, we we're all like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are <laughs> after having seen how it went. And it's like, yeah, I mean, they did try it. They gave it a genuine shot. I think money. they had some. They they had some cool ideas in there. I think yeah. Animal Crossing was cool. Obviously, a lot of people like Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, even yeah. though I think it's fine. You know, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty basic. But yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think yeah, I think it is just that thing where it's just like it's fine. It, they were fine, but nothing, nothing like they ha- crazy they, stand what out. I was, what I said before we uh, started recording, they they've just now, you know, like that that partnership started in 2017, so or 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. So. That was before the Switch had come out, and now they just own the mobile console market. Um, <laughs> and that uh, the Switch is just the gift that lets them kind of also have a home console by by happenstance by, and by, compete. By happenstance, yeah. So and they I, they have their market, you know. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird thing to say, but I've I mean I've honestly even still seen this on Switch already. Of like they po- I've seen people not to a great effect port mobile games onto Switch and like have like mobile games on Switch. If, I don't know if there's some way they could port Dragalia Lost onto Switch. You probably could and if like, they wanted to. And just like maybe like, you know, and not be a, it may be like carry not like necessarily like the full on mobile game aspects of it. of just being like, he's this complete package and we don't want to just have it disappear forever. So let's just, you know, throw, throw this 26 chapter story thing or whatever on Switch. So, so, yeah. you know, maybe there's, there's, there are people out there. We're clearly playing it because it's you know lasted a number of years, so maybe they can have that there as an experience. But I don't know. I don't know yeah. if, if I see them bringing Dragalia Lost as even like a even like like a non mobile game like RPG Dragalia Lost Two onto Switch or something. I don't know if that. I, would I see. Happen. I, I see. It's more likely that they would make it a sequel and have it just be kind of like like right. a bravely second type deal where it's like just kind of its own game, but yeah. now on Switch now it's like a switch game in that world yeah i I don't know if they're gonna do anything like that or 
or if, you know, again, they're they're bringing Mario, Mario, a lot of Mario Kart tour tracks are coming into um, even with this first DLC um, are coming into the Switch uh, Mario Kart Eight, um, and it seems like uh, we'll get into more more of that when I get into Mario Kart Eight talk for games. Um, but I mean, I mean, actually, really, I think that's pretty much all there is on the tour on the on the Nintendo mobile front. Yes, rest in else. peace, Nintendo Mobile. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we, they've they've just the obvious thing was like just to put you know classic games out on mobile. They could have sold them out a la carte yeah. and made a goddamn bankroll, but they just didn't want to. So yeah, pretty much. Um, but that's gonna do it for that uh, for the news. More or less, it's everything we've had there. Um, speaking of games, we're gonna get into our game. We're gonna get into games talk. Um, we've, we both play Kirby. Um, but let me, before we get to Kirby, I want to shout out, um, a travesty of a game <laughs> yeah. here. Um, that is Chocobo GP. Speaking of games that probably should have been a mobile game, but are just now a bad switch game. Chocobo GP. Um, boy. Sounds uh, like they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they nailed, they nailed trying to make a, trying to mask um, uh, a really skeezy mobile game, trying to get every cent out of you as like a full $50 switch video game. If that's uh if that's what you want to see. Uh, we have yep. here on, on, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's also a viewpoints that me and Quentin Hoffman did uh, checking out the free version of Chocobo BVP GP and seeing what's available there. And then I did go spend 50 us dollars on the full version of Chocobo GP because that is a thing that this game has, um, and yeah, um, that's definitely fifty dollars I regret spending. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chocobo GP, I guess to bring it back is like it's a it's a kart racing game with Final Fantasy characters. It's you know it's it's clearly like a kind of a spiritual. I don't think it's a direct. I don't think it's like a direct sequel, but there was a Chocobo racing game on like PlayStation One. I think I might have only been in Japan or something, but it's like it sounds right. Yeah. It, it, but it has like the same style of like the the, the main little mascot character is like a little chibi chocobo, and he has roller skates that he skates around on. And this is this is kind of them taking that kart racing idea and putting it on Switch. I mean, it is Switch exclusive, as far as I'm aware right now. And yes, it is. There is a free to play version of it. Um, which you can only do. So in the free to play version, you can do one tutorial race. That is part of the story. It's the single race. Um, you can participate in the online. There's, there's, there's the actual Chocobo GP online, which is actually like, that is actually an okay setup where it's like, it's, um, like eight groups uh, are groups of eight, uh, that start out it's, it's 64 total players and there's the each starting groups of eight and you're put into a race and if you get into like the first four you're like moved up to like a tier of like 32 and then it goes up until you're to your final eight and you can kind of try and stay in it as long as you can um to try and get that and the more and more you more you get into it you get get higher into it you're getting um points that go into a battle pass yes there's a battle pass in chocobo gp um, and there's also like other, a whole bunch of other currencies. There's like, there's, you get gill, you get like these weird tickets. And then there's like a, like a mithril gems that are like the actual currency you can buy. There's just straight up currency. You could buy like in a mobile game, um, just here. 
Um, so that's all there. Um, here, here's the here's the best kicker, though. Um, to any to buy any of that stuff, to buy the currency that you can buy for gems, to buy the battle pass, which, by the way, on the battle pass, if you get higher tiers in the battle pass, you can unlock Cloud Strife. Cloud Strife is oh, a bracer. Yeah, that's, that's how they get you. That's how they that's get you. <laughs> um, to even to even want to even be able to purchase any of this stuff, you have to buy the fifty dollar version of this game. Oh wow! You can't even you can't even do any of this in the free to play version of the game. It's straight up. You you can again go see in that viewpoints if you want. Of you know, you go into those menus, everything is grayed out. And if you try and select something, it says you need the full version of this game in order to purchase these things. It straight up has that that line right there in the thing. You're just like. Good Lord. Wow. $50 to buy more things, please. $50 to then go buy like, like essentially currency to like unlock things faster or to like get like higher tiers. Like there's like a, there's like a standard battle pass and like a super premium battle pass. And they're like separate things that like, and like getting the higher one unlocks things even faster. Whoa. And it's like, you can get cloud faster or like get cloud instantly or something like that with that. It's, it's, it's like the skeeziest stuff you could imagine in a literal cart racing game. It's about like a chocobo racing around some final fantasy maps. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. man, it was, it's, it was such a bummer to see. Cause like, cause, cause like really like the game itself, like is not like, actively bad i would say it's pretty it's pretty okay like it's by no means it's no mario kart 8 it's, and it's not like even like i like that crash team racing like they made like a remake of that like i think a year or two ago and that game was actually pretty good even though that also had some weird microtransaction junk going on in it like in terms of like playing it and it feeling good and like good online play like that game was actually pretty fun this game i would yeah. say is probably like under those even and also on top of like um, a lot of the tracks are they're like variants of tracks. So you have like Sid's right Sid's raceway. And it's like, here's like, you know, if, if it's like a, it's like a, you know, a little, it's like a stand. It looks like almost like a standard go-kart track, but it's like, you know, there's like, there's like, you know, a little workshop and you know, Sid's in the game. It's like their own version of Sid. And there's, there's basically like the normal version of that. And then there's like a, um, what is it? What do they put it as? Like a technical version of that, and where oh, it changes, wow. it changes slightly, changes the turns you're taking. So it's basically like the same kind of like outlet, outlay, like in visual look to it or palette, you could say. But it's just like a slightly different version of that. And a couple of the maps have that. Um, so like the, just like the yeah, a lot of the offering, just like it feels, the offerings feel feel half baked, and then they put all of kinds of horrible free to play microtransaction stuff to like the point where like, like literally within 24 hours of this game came out. I don't know if you ever saw it, but like the official square Enix, like Twitter account. were like, we, we are sorry about the, the state of Chocobo GP and we will work to it. Yes. They put out like an official square Enix official Twitter, like put out a tweet, like, like a straight up, like, like cyberpunk style, like here's a little graphic and we're sorry. This, this game is in the state kind of tweet. And then, you know, I think since then they've even like, I think the director of the game has like made statements about like, they want to improve the quality of this game, but man, it's, that was, that was definitely disappointing after seeing it. Like, I remember seeing it like in a direct and being like, Oh, cool. Like that's, it's cool. They're trying this. And then you, and then you play it and you're just like, man, this is uh, very unfortunate. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like a kart racer, too. It just yeah. feels predatory. In it, feels pre- it feels predatory because it's definitely f- for young kids. And on top of, like, you know, this at the same exact time, we have new Mario Kart DLC that just got announced, and it's 48 tracks for $25. There's not even that many tracks, like, not even or half. Or free if you have the, 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 the yeah, Nintendo the, the, Switch Online if you're already, expansion yeah, pack. If you're already paying for that expansion pack, you just get these tracks. Nice little treat for me, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's like, this, this game doesn't even have half of the tracks that you would get via this DLC. And, ha- and on top of all those tracks that are in chocobo gp they're just like sort of slightly palette swapped versions of tracks that are already in there i will say like hey they, there's a golden saucer track in there and that looks and it's kind of like the rainbow road and that's kind of it looks it looks cool visually at least but cool. it's but it's like eh, there's a i'll give them a shout out for putting vv as a character you can unlock there's there is like there's full-on unlockable characters but like they clearly put like cloud and also leon leon our our squall is also a character you can get, but they are the characters you would have to buy the battle pass or like spend and level up the battle pass, level up do, the level know. up the level of the battle pass, to, and like are basically spend money to get currencies to unlock them, more or less. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's just it felt like it was it just felt so unnecessary once I saw all of this free to play stuff that's not even free to play because you have to spend fifty dollars to freaking even get any of this stuff. It was just such a bummer. Um, to see the game in that state, which otherwise could have just been like a fun, you know, whatever. Like it's not, it's not Mario Kart, but it's a fun little kart race where you can just you know mess around and whatever. Um, but anyways, um, that's that's Chocobo GP. You can go see the viewpoints we did, as I said, me and Gwen, uh, and there's you can see it all in its all its miserable glory of pay to win <laughs> microtransaction stuff. Anyway, on to, on to better um kart racing talk. We both played Mario Kart 8 DLC Our talk with Mike and the first, Alex. The first, yeah, the cart cart racing talk was here. Um, <laughs> Marley, you've been waiting for it. Yes, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's got its first eight tracks of DLC. Um, yeah, we did a stream we for did, it. We did a stream that is, that, that is also archived on our YouTube channel, so you can watch us play through those. Yeah, those tracks are a lot of fun. Um, I've yeah. Been, it's, it's, it's nice to just be back in Mario Kart 8 because that's a good feeling video game. And, and it's just a fun video game to play. And yeah, it was cool to like, I looked up some of the, like what they actually looked like beforehand. Yeah. And um, the kind like of Chaco upgrades. mountain, uh, looks very different. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot more going on in that a lot course. More going on. And it's like, you know, there's a whole cave system in the track now. And you have like a whole gliding section after the cave that was like never there in that original one. Just, yeah, cool. it just looks great. Like everything looks great. Everything sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Hideaway, very good stage. Yeah, that, that definitely seems like the consensus is everyone's kind of fan favorite from that first pack is Ninja Hideaway. Yeah, and I like it too. It's really good. They they remixed all of the music and it's all in Mario Kart 8. It's like, you know, big band uh, style. Very, all yeah, very, my, very good. My suspicion is that they just wanted to get the band back together. And yeah. so they're like, well, we got to make DLC <laughs> yeah, go with it, I guess. <laughs> let's make 48 tracks and let's just get, get to it, you know. I don't know if you remember seeing those, like, developer diary videos of yep. the band playing yeah. Mario Kart 8 music. But they great. just look like they were having the best yeah, time having a, of their having lives. a good time because they're just playing some good music. Playing some jazz music, just, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, just jazz, jazzing out. Yeah, I, I would I, I would, I would, have loved to have been in those recording sessions 
Yeah, so just all to just being like, yeah, look, this is these yeah, this guys is groovy going. as hell. <laughs> I'd be, I'd this be man knows how to play the saxophone. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's very good. I like appreciate all the the handheld, you know, updos on on them. And like, I ne- we were talking about it during that stream, but I had never played the Wii Mario Kart. There's a stage from there too that's really fun. The yeah, Coconut Mall. Coconut Mall. Yeah, Coconut Mall is a, b- a pretty big fan favorite from the Wii version. And yeah, and that that one's super fun. Although people were like m- making a big deal out of the cars at the end because in, in the original Coconut Mall, you know, when you know, when you're coming around to like start a new lap there's two cars and the in the original ones they used to go back and forth uh mm-hmm. in the wii version and in the wii version since you know it was on the wii you could see me's in the in like the backgrounds and <laughs> the foregrounds instead of like little mario characters so you could have like me's and in, in the two cars like going back and forth so you know it just made like oh, silly meme things of like haha i had a shaquille o'neal meal and he's in the car and he's running me over huh? you know i thought like a lot of a lot of it's people like you know reminiscing about th- those days uh from the wii version being bummed that isn't there but overall it's it's i don't think it's like it's not the end of the world um i'm just happy to have uh new tracks to play in mario kart 8 and yeah it, it led me down this weird hole of downloading mario kart tour um yeah because basically a, a, a bunch of tracks that were added into this in, in this dlc were mario kart tour tracks and even some of the updated classic tracks were first kind of updated in tour and then they kind of updated them again for eight. So like the, that Chaco mountain, like you were talking about before the version that's in this DLC was f- first updated in tour, like with the whole new cave and the gliding section that was in tour. And then they took that version and put it in here. And then of yeah. course there's the original tour tracks which two of them are like based off of real world cities, which is like silly to think about in a Mario Kart world where you're racing around, like you're racing past like iconic destinations in Tokyo. But then there's also like thwomps on the streets, like smashing <laughs> around. And it's, it's, it's just like a silly fun kind of thing. And I, and I just like actually really liked how they incorporated them of like having these tracks that are, um, they change basically every lap. And the reason they do that, because in Mario Kart tour, after playing it, a lot of the original tracks that were in there, so the Tokyo track or the Paris track, um, they ha- they do kind of the thing like the classic SNES Mario Kart does, where it's like, here's Tokyo Blur 1, and it's this layout for two laps. Here's Tokyo Blur 2, and this is where, this is the one where you go under the little red kind of lantern shrine, and it's only in that version. And then Tokyo Blur 3, as you go up over this bridge, and they just incorporated all of those into a single track. And, you know, made it made it like one big track that, that's changing each lap in eight. So I, I think it's really cool how they did that. And and that was kind of my thing of going, seeing as like this game is, or this DLC at least seems like it's going to be largely kind of pulling from stuff from Tor, um, which mm-hmm. is, which I think is like a fine thing at the end of the day, because Tor has had so much stuff in it. I kind of just wanted to go look at like, all right, here's, here's kind of what to expect from like you know more more DLC tracks coming in the future because I am looking forward to these and the thing the thing I didn't realize is like I guess you know that was this was my naivete thinking a mobile game would work in a way a full console game does is tour um basically like goes like has like seasons or or they strips call them tours so like as of I think if this is recording there was like a there was either it was like a samurai tour I think is what they call it so like you could race so like Ninja Hideaway is in tour right now you can go play it um, and there's a bunch of other tracks but it's not just every track is kind of just available at any time 
So like, so like right now, like Tokyo Blur, which is from originally made for Mario Tour, and even Paris Promenade. You, if you boot up Tour right now on your mobile phone, you can't even just go play those tracks. It's like oh. they're just they're just not even directly in there because they have to because you know each tour, which is like I think like either like two or three weeks at a time, has a set amount of tracks, and only those tracks are available during that time, and then a new tour starts. Which adds like, you know, a bunch of mobile game stuff where it's like, hey, you get, you know, here's a golden Yoshi. You want to get this gold Yoshi? Or here's Mario and some samurai. Gotta play 300 tracks yeah, while in the season or whatever. Here's Mario and some samurai armor. He looks cool, right? Get him to drive around in Mario Kart Tour. Um, so that's, that's kind of the thing of like, that's that was like another aspect I'm going to, I think over at the by the end of, as we get deeper into this DLC is like, this is a way for them to kind of sort of uh preserve these tracks and and make them playable kind of for, at any time right of like oh yeah because there's there's like a ton there's actually like a ton of tracks because i ended up you know when i realized that fact i ended up going up on youtube and just looking up what a bunch of tracks existed so there's like you know there's like a new york track there's a london track there's a, a los angeles track there's you know, um like a sydney and like a Sydney Australia track and there's like a whole bunch of other there's like a Christmas like theme track where you're like drive up this big Christmas mountain and there's like big Christmas presents and you have these different like rails you can go on and stuff it's really that actually looks really cool and I, yeah. I, I would assume these tracks are probably going to come to this because we got a lot in <clears throat> in this first set of eight tracks and since we have literally 40 more tracks to go I feel yeah, like I can't like probably I'd- I think they'll pri- probably prioritize the classic tracks, but mm-hmm. I like I feel like everything's just going to be in this game by the time yeah. this is over. Because I, cause I think they can kind of, with 40 tracks, I think they can hit a lot of fan favorites, while also like kind of bringing some of these tour tracks also back and updating them. Because um, I even think, I think I did see that there was some data mining of some stuff, um, but it's not fully confirmed because I, I, I think I remember when I saw it, it was on Twitter, and somebody basically pulled an image that is like the updated, like that, like, you know, when you, when they first reveal the booster course pass, and there's like the little graphic of Mario driving over a track with images of the DLC tracks. It's a, it's an updated version of that image where it's new images that are like across the track of courses that are like not currently in the game yet. So people already saw a lot of stuff like that of like, Hey, there's going to be some more tour tracks. There's going to be some more, yeah, there's some fan favorite ones. Like I think I saw Waluigi pinballs in there. So I was very excited to see that that's getting in for sure. And I think I saw like some other tracks like the maple tree way, which was a good track from Wii. Um, you know, there's even some like older SNES tracks and other stuff like that. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited for more Mario Kart at the end of the day. And I, this, this, even though like this first, the one thing I would say I was like, it was, was, um, a bummer was like at least eight tracks. There's no like anti-grav stuff, which was big in Mario Kart. 8, yeah, of I was course. gonna bring that up too. Yeah, and like, I think they could up the ante and start adding that as things go on. Like, yeah, as people have bought this, like they probably had this first wave locked and loaded, ready to go. So they might right. like throw in some new tracks or um do a little bit more updating to add anti-grav into some of the old tracks. Yeah, going forward and. I don't think it's off the table. It might not be a priority, but I think by the end of it, there might be like a couple brand new tracks in there. I think that would make sense. Yeah. And and that's, that's, that definitely, that I think there's definitely a possibility that there's like some new tracks aren't necessarily like tracks that will be either brand new to 
Mario Kart tour that comes within this, like, you know, cause the DLC is coming from now until the end of next year, 2023. So I could see a thing where like, Hey, there's like a new track that gets put into Mario Kart tour here. And then it comes to Mario Kart eight, like next year or something like that. Like there's, there's yeah. still totally a possibility of like those kind of things happening. Um, or vice versa where like, you know, cause like for some reason they list the Ninja hideaway track as not a tour track, even though it is from tour originally, like that's, track was made for tour so i don't know if there's some weird other thing where maybe that track came from some mystery mario kart or something that we never knew about i don't have no idea yeah or like maybe it's just substantially different i don't know how different it is from the tour one yeah yeah it it is definitely different from tour tracks because there isn't like a a lot of the 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 base city tracks again have that like tokyo blur one two where ninja hideaway didn't have like ninja hideaway two or three the, sure. the other weird the other weird thing tour does um which i don't think they're they're going to bring over to these uh to um any of these dlc tracks per se is the they do more variants on top of that because that's again how they fill out kind of these these like couple week tours or whatever is they do um like re they call them like trick so it'll say like It'll say like Waluigi Pinball T or Waluigi Pinball R. So like, I believe you it, mean technical. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And it's literally like it's th- they, they're just like their trick versions are reverse versions. So like the trick versions yeah. basically add in like a whole bunch of like ramps and like jumps and things on top of the track. So you'll have like sections where there's like, hey, this section has like a bunch of ramps you can hit and do a bunch of tricks. Because the whole thing with tour is like as you're doing it's not necessarily about like, you know, coming in first or second or whatever. It's more about like um doing tricks, doing drifts, uh, using items and you're accruing like points and like score this it's like a score tally more than it is like a full on race per se. Um at least at least to like unlock a bunch of stuff, like to get the different currencies to like pull the gotcha thing. So there's, there's a lot of stuff in that, that. And then there's the reverse ones, which are full on. Like you go through the, like the courses entirely backwards and they will add like glider sections, like in reverse where those sections apply or and vice versa. So I don't think they'll, they'll pull those from tour. I don't think it'll be, they'll be like, here's Waluigi pinball, but it's completely reversed from Mario Kart tour. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything weird. I mean, they've like already that. got a mirror mode and stuff like that. Yeah, or, you know, ex- you don't exactly. necessarily need that. You don't, so. you don't need a mirror mode. And I think the, <clears throat> um, there's, the, I don't think they'll end up doing that. The, there is, there's one more thing they do, which, um, I actually do like because they do it mostly for like the SNES and SNES tracks, which are obviously like, they're not, I don't, I don't think they're like actively bad tracks, but they're pretty plain compared to like a lot of <laughs> current Mario Kart tracks you'd see in the modern games. And what they do is they call them, they call them RMX tracks. And they basically, um, you know, take, take sections of the tracks and pull like the more modern stuff that Mario Kart does where it's like, Hey, there's a gliding or, or like underwater section. Or there's like a bunch of ramps or uh, things like that. Like there was one I did where it was an RM- RMX like rainbow road, like two or three from the SNES. And they had this whole section. And basically like in the base one, it would just been like a normal straightaway. You just kind of go down or in this one, they like, they like cut out all the road and make a glider section. And then you're like weaving between like these little, these like kind of floating asteroids and like little like floating, like star, like boosts you can go through. So like, that was actually a pretty cool way to just be like, okay, it's at least something compared to like, all right, I'm just going straight down this road. Now it's like adding in like kind of a little gliding section that, yeah. So like something like that, I would probably be fine with, but like, I don't think they're going to do the other 
trick reverse stuff. But regardless, um, I'm very I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm just they kind of they, they did kind of do that with the parish track because the third lap you do yeah, it backwards. It goes it goes it goes reverse on you on that. First so, one. so so they might possible. just do it like that. You know, it's possible. And I will say, like you know, as like those tracks definitely, I would say, like the Paris one in particular is relatively simple even even mm-hmm. by like a lot of tracks standards and i will say like they the some of the other city uh themed tracks definitely get a little bit more elaborate like um like the, the la track in particular i think is actually really neat and has really good music actually even in tour that'd be really actually kind of cool i'd be kind of down to see that track come over and it's it's much differently laid out, so it wouldn't. I don't think it would be a thing like they do where this one, where it's like a lap and then you shift, because like literally every, at least from what I've seen from the LA track, like each starting point is like a different, completely different area. So it might have to be a thing where they do like a mountain warrior situation and they like have it be like a multi section where lap one is like you want to you're on this like beach part and then part two you're like going through the city streets and there's other other stuff in there as well. Um, there's like a Vancouver track, which is also very, very different. It, it's really weird because there's one sequence where you like drive, literally drive into an ice rink and get like shot out of a cannon. <laughs> it, nice. just, it just looks really silly. So so th- there's there's tons of stuff they can do with that. And I'm just I'm excited to be like looking forward to Mario Kart stuff because I feel like it would have been I've, I personally felt like for a while it was just going to be something that was much farther off. And even though yeah. it's even though it's going to be stuff that we've we're kind of already familiar with from other previous games, like it's it, in the best Mario Kart. It's in the, game, it's in the best know? Mario Kart game. It's going to have completely new music. There's still very much likely a chance we'll see see some newer tracks. Yeah, be it either like tour. it'll feel new to a lot of people. It'll feel, yeah, it'll feel new because like yeah, I've not still played a lot of those tour tracks. You can't even really go play those tour tracks easily, like yeah. I said earlier. So it, it'll be nice to like just be able to have this big package of Mario Kart. That's going to be regularly updated. And then, you know, not too soon after that, we'll probably still get a new freaking Mario Kart. Like not yeah. too soon after that. So we could get the Mario Kart ultimate that we've wanted, you know? Yeah. Or the um, crossover Mario Kart, you know, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. So, so that's been a lot of fun, uh, but let's get to the big game. Um, that's, that's coming out that we kind of held this again. We held this episode back a little later in March. Um, Kirby and the forgotten land. I've played a bunch. You played a bunch. Kirby's back, baby. Kirby's back, baby. I'm going to let you start because I've been talking a lot. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm in world three, the th- amusement park land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What world are you in? Um, I'm I'm a deeper in. I think I'm world like six. The ice, ice. ice area is the next one. So yeah, that's so I've, I've done ice and then I did. I did ice and then I did an area after that. And then I'm just i like just got into that i beat the boss for that area and i'm like i've entered the area but i've not gone into any levels in it yet got it yeah so i uh i've been mostly taking my time of like i'm gonna make sure i get all the waddle d's i'm at the point now that i've hit world three where i'm like all right i want to see the levels and then i'll go back through them and then sometimes you'll get like an upgrade uh that will be like all right well this is gonna make this way easier (laughs) um like the hammer i i upgraded recently in the sword so it's like all right now i'm now i'm cooking um yeah i i like it a lot i this is definitely the most fun i've had with a kirby game in a while i've like the last one i played oh man i'm not good at playing kirby games i'll say like i think i i might have played for a little bit one of the 
Wii ones or one of the I didn't play Epic Yarn. So it might it must have been like a, either a Wii one or one of like the seven ones yeah. they've already put out on Switch. <laughs> um I might have just played a demo too. So it's been a while, but I'm like not huge on Kirby, but I always like I I give them space between and this one seems like a fresh enough take. And I think it is. Yeah. I think they they capture a lot of what I like about Super Mario 3D World. Uh, it is not as intense as that also. Yeah. Uh, that game gets pretty like gripping the controller, especially if a trapeze comes into frame. Then I know that you, me and Quinn are going to be sweating for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Swinging on a goddamn bar trying not to die <laughs> um and and i like so far it's not that but it is like getting to the point where like it's getting better at hiding the secrets which is exciting i like that mm-hmm. um i like that you get to it doesn't like hide the hints from you of to what the hidden waddle these are and and the collectibles throughout each level you know you beat a level you get as many as you can get and then it'll tell you like oh that's what i have to do i have to go like eat four popcorn or donuts or whatever uh or i have to navigate the mall without getting lost uh and still get (laughs) lost a bunch um i don't the thing i don't like are the the challenges only because i don't like the time trial bit i don't know why i need to do it in that time you don't get anything for it i was about to say (laughs) you can completely ignore that it it bothers me that it's there, right. uh, and it, like because they they seem like skewed like a like noticeably more difficult than like anything else in the game. Uh, even like I found the like each boss basically one of the hidden waddleties is always beat it without taking damage, uh, and there's always like a real cheesy thing you can do. Uh, like the gorilla, I just did the one, the gun upgrade, the ranger, and just shot him. Just <laughs> shot him over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is which is nice, and I like that. You know, you can always go back to Waddle D Town and get any of the upgrades you've unlocked. Yeah. Um, and obviously the whole upgrade system where you make them into like tier two. It's funny, like the only other upgrade gimmick I remember is from the N64 one where if you yeah. like inhale you two them. different enemies, you can combine them into like a super ability. A super. Um, uh, but it feels like there are less abilities in this than many Kirby games before. I don't know if there's like a whole other room of um, abilities uh, that unlocks. I was going to say, I, didn't, I don't want to necessarily spoil anything too much for you, but I will say the, at least, I, I don't know if it's every single ability, but there is a tier three. Oh, okay. So cool. That, I was is, wondering there's, that. There's a, there's a tier, there is, there's a tier two you get, and then I've, uh, at a point where I'm in the game, um, I've started unlocking like kind of tier threes of a lot of the abilities. Excellent. So a lot of them evolve even more, but, but I will say yes, like in terms of like, you know, there, there, like, I feel like it was a good and bad thing about the, the, and I think that comes a lot from their translation into doing this more 3d, not fully open environments, but these like more 3d platforming levels is like, there are less abilities than previous Kirby games where like some Kirby games had like a whip ability and like a ninja and like a punching. And like the, a spider, yeah, the, like the fighter the, one, the fighter one, yeah, and like this has like a definitely a little bit more basic, excuse me, set of abilities, but the, but you do evolve them, like like you're saying, like as you you find blueprints in the levels, yeah. and I I am now at my point, yes, I have some tier threes. I won't spoil That's too many of them. Here. I won't spoil too many of them, but there are some some really cool ones. Like like I like the the, the third the third version of the bomb ability 
gives you rem- tracking bombs. So you oh, like, excellent. You drop them, and then they get little wheels on them, and they just drive around. And you, and you can just—that's <laughs> the thing. Like you, you, they'll, they'll. You can do it when you're nearby an enemy, or you can just do it at any time, and the bomb will just like drive around for a while, following you. And you can just kind of run with a posse of bombs. It's pretty fun. That's awesome. And they do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've gotten the second bomb where they, they like chain yes, together the chain bombs, it does yeah. it does the chain thing on top of that so you can have like two little homing bombs chained together and do a bigger explosion so that, that so, is cool so they they do evolve the core set of abilities even more and in, in cool ways i will say but i won't spoil yeah too I, many more of them. I definitely feel that like i just am not as into 3d platformers as i used to be playing this game but it, there is just a enough going on that I'm really digging it. And it yeah. feels like really fresh, like for Kirby, especially. Um, and I, I love all the copy abilities and stuff. The mouthful mode, obviously is, I think the, <laughs> the star yes. of the show here. Absolutely. Uh, and it is great because, you know, they're essentially just like other Kirby abilities, but they have you interact with the world in different ways. Yeah. It's, um, that's really fun. Yeah. It's def- uh, those are definitely more centered around. Like, I, I think the, the my favorite thing about this is how well, you know, Kirby's of Kirby games have always been very simple games, uh, but they've had like some fun little puzzle bits here, here and there. But there was never really a, I felt like some of those games never enough of them to make the games like worth that interesting. Where I feel like this these this game leans into that, leans into that a little bit more. It with the, with the help of mouthful mode, adding a lot more different puzzles to the like environmental puzzles specifically into it, but also let them like incorporating a lot of the the copy abilities uh the kirby has into some of those puzzle elements and i really appreciated that and some of the stuff is like with the boss like i the bosses i really appreciate it because like you said there's there's kind of a cheesy way to like figure out a boss whether it's like using using that ability or what i found was um if you have the ice ability um if you use the ice ability on him and freeze him up enough he'll, he'll actually get completely frozen in a statue and he'll get yeah. like freezed and locked and be like stuck there. And then when he breaks out, he takes like more than half of his health off his bar. Nice. and does like an insane amount of damage. Um, so like that's so like and a couple of the other bosses have stuff like that, too, where it's like it'll give you like kind of a, a set of abilities. And like so, and there's like usually one out of those sets that's kind of like the, the quote unquote, like optimal or like has some kind of hidden strategy to it that will like kind of do more damage. And it feels like I'm like almost like a Mega Man approach because i know it's like a big thing in yeah. Mega Man as well of like oh i have this ability and this and against this boss it's way more potent for whatever yeah. for for this various reason and and i, I like it's, it's cool. the the waddle d puzzles obviously you have like the three to four or five sometimes hidden mm. throughout the level but all of the the kind of tertiary tasks which are just kind of usually finding a secret section or whatever they're always different like they never yeah. repeat they they do the one frequently of like eat three of this thing or find three of these like yeah. you know basically healing items but i don't mind those because they're always tailored to the theme of the level and mm-hmm. everything else is always different like i just did the racetrack level where you use mouthful mode on a car but then you have to go through these like race courses uh and like one of them is finished the first course in under 20 seconds which was brutal yeah. Uh, it's honestly probably the hardest yeah. challenge gotta, that the game gotta, has had yet. You gotta find the shortcuts. There's some like hidden uh, shortcuts on some of those tracks. Yeah. Um, it's cool. And it's cool. I, I like I like that they tailor the stuff to the level or to what you're doing or the mouthful mode section of the level really well. I think they 
they tailor it all together really well. It's just it yeah. is like a very jolly package. Yeah, it's a, it's a very jolly package, and like, like you said up front, like this to me is. Well, well, I would not say it's like I would say it's on the same echelon of of 3D world. It gives me a lot of those feelings and like vibes yeah. from playing it. Um, and like it's like it, it definitely feels like at least at, the, at this moment, it's like the closest we'll get to having like a proper sequel to 3D, a 3D world game. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I would be super down if Nintendo just went like, hey, you know, every hey, Kirby can do do the 3D world sort of esque thing or maybe take Yoshi for like a weird 3D world style platforming yeah. spin. And like that, that was like them kind of using that idea. Cause this, this is, this is what it feels like. Cause this, that's kind of what this game feels like in a way is like, it feels like a potpourri of like Mario ideas. And while Mario games have done them way better, this game still uses all of those in very fun ways because of Kirby. It does them the Kirby way, you know, cause it does them the Kirby way. Exactly. And, and, and I, and, I, and, not... I, and it's a lot of fun. It's, 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 you know, compared to like literally like the last decade of Kirby games, it is like bar none. Easily yeah. like one of the best Kirby games there's been like in like the music's years. great, the visuals are great. The visuals great. <laughs> feels really <laughs> good to play. We, we something something I, I want I want to bring up here, and I feel like it's not mentioned enough in like people talking about this game is the weird ass opening of this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that's fair. Because like that's the thing, and it threw me off because you know again if you go on YouTube.com/slash Irrational Passions, there's a there's a viewpoints of me and Quinn. Uh, playing the 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 demo, which in the demo is like three levels from that first zone. It doesn't show you as much as in that's what's in there. Like it doesn't tell you anything about the Waddle D town and the Waddle mm-hmm. D. Like like you you can unlock Waddle D's, but it doesn't tell you like oh this is town that you're like sending them back to to, to you know build build up rebuild. this town and rebuild. Yeah, which is great. It doesn't Love show it. you the overworld or the challenge stuff. It's just like it's like one. It's like two levels from the first world, and then you fight the the big gorilla boss. Um. The other thing they don't show is that cut scene that happens <laughs> when you yeah. first get the car. So there's a, there's a scene that happens. I forgot about this. That is just like, so, you know, you, you do kind of this <laughs> op- little opening tutorial level that's that's also in the demo, the little arrival zone. And at the end of it, you, it it's kind of, it shows a titular sequence where Carby, Kirby sucks up the car and becomes Carby. I was going to say, I said Carby the first time. It is Carby. Um, and you, you know, you drive it, you drive through the sequence in the car for the first time and you use the car and you get through the level and then it cuts to this cut scene of, I'm, I'm just straight up just going to put it in the video version of this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put this full ass raw and you get to watch it for, for this time. I don't think that'll play as well in the audio version. So sorry, audio people, you probably won't, you probably won't get this, but it just plays a nineties like rock ballad Japanese, like smooth Japanese woman vocals and everything while Kirby is like bored over a car and looking at the ruins of like a human society. Yeah. Like driving across a like, bridge yeah, while the sun is setting. Yeah. And he's and just he's looking like, happy as can yeah, be. And he's just like bobbing his head while he's like s- sitting next to this huge dilapidated skyscraper. That's like all grown over. And it just is like, like a metaphor. You're, for you're the, just like, what is, what is this? <laughs> it is like the pure ju- juxtaposition of Kirby, who is like this adorable pink plump that also swallows and kills things whole, yeah, like you know, black, like it's a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's I, I was like, this is the wildest intro <laughs> oh, Kirby has ever had. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's definitely, it's definitely, it definitely grabs your attention because it's watching these sequences it's, of K- K- Kirby, like, 
like literally wrapped around a car just wrapped it like just stretched just, over this car and like just, and he's just like driving tri- driving and kind of bopping through these like ruins. Yeah, he's like shaking his head his you see his eyes like do the little smiley closed thing it's like <laughs> this like, is weird this, this is, is a weird so way to set bas- the tone yeah, this is so <laughs> insane and that like which that- makes me think that like this is yeah like dystopia japan that's what been like one of my things of like as i get deeper and deeper into the game and like you're still in like you know there's they they kind of like layer on the like there is some pretty typical like zones of like you said you there's a snow world as you get into later ones it's like it's like a snow world and there's like a desert one but it still has all yeah. these huge like ruins of human society like layered throughout these levels so i'm waiting to get to like this final point and see if it, they ever explain that at all or maybe I it's like not. one of those weird <laughs> Or, or, or there's going to be like some weird YouTuber, like four four hour video of like explaining the lore of Kurt, why these ruins existed. And like we translated all the weird signs that are in the world of Kirby and the Forgotten Land figuring out what this what this means. And it's like, what, what is in the world? Yeah, uh, it's know, very jolly. It's though. very it's, jolly. It, it makes you smile for sure. Yeah. And it, it like, you know, I'm always a sucker for a world map. It's got that 3D world style world map, but you're flying around on a on a star, so I get to like channel some Kirby air ride energy in the back of my yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I think it is like a good. It feels like they kind of took the the blueprint of 3D world and applied it to Kirby, but not in like a derivative way of yeah. like I want to see more level based 3D platformers like the, these two games for sure. And I I'm happy that they both exist. Yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah, just how. I was very impressed even right out the gate of like how intuitive it felt just to like translate Kirby into like that kind of 3d controlling environment. I was pretty impressed for that. How like, yeah, you pick and like even, you know, having played two B 2d Kirby games for many years. Like I I've played pretty much. I don't think I played every single Kirby game, but I played, you know, shout out to 2018 where I reviewed Kirby star allies. It was like the second, I think it was the second third video review I ever did for the site. And mm-hmm. then there was years of 3DS games that were all the pretty much the same game. They kind of all blended together. And then this game really does feel fresh and like, but still has all of that Kirby stuff that you, that you, that you at least liked from those earlier games and brings in, you know, adds a lot of fun, new things. Like I really do like the, the up, even though there's not like a lot of completely different abilities. And even in those, like, later Kirby games on the 3DS like it was cool that there was like almost like a full on Smash Brothers level moveset to some of those copy abilities in those later games like these games this they some of these moves do not have as much complexity as that but I think they get away with that by having those multi-tiered upgrades where you know and there are like good secrets with the with the like moves that you can do with the the abilities that are cool like not everyone but like this mm-hmm. when you're the level two sword, you can like dash and then that you do the stab and then jump and you'll do like an uppercut and lift enemies yeah. in the air. Yeah. Uh, and like the game doesn't tell you that at any point, but I was using that to like kind of move faster. Yeah. And then when I saw that it was like incorporated in the move set of that ability, I'm like, okay, cool. This is like kind of canonizing this kind of this dash move, jump, this dash move, jump, dash jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and some, some of the other abilities have cool stuff like tattoo, like that, like the ice one. Where you like natural like Kirby like naturally is kind of like skating on his feet, and yeah. You can, and you can kind of like mash the. Uh, and you can skate across water. Yeah, you can you skate across water, and you can, and you can mash the button, and it puts like a freezing dome around him, and you, and he like slides around with that. The drill one, the drill one also, 
which was like I, that was like the one thing I, I didn't know either. But until I did one of those little like side challenges, the challenges where you can yeah, do a circle you, you do around like a, something you do like a circle while you're drilling underground and it makes like a big like quake explosion in the circle you make, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And, and like, I, yeah, again, I, I don't want to spoil too many of the tier, like higher tier abilities I'm starting to unlock, but a ton of them have like. They, they either kind of sort of evolve the the ability more or like take take the you know do a new thing but also like incorporate like some stuff that were in that crazy one so i guess there was one i'll say just one and that's like the fire the fire one which isn't i don't think that's like the craziest one where like you get like the second one where it's like a it's like that volcano one right you probably already seen now you shoot like yeah. lava blobs and they leave fire the final one is like a dragon it's like draco fire or something like that and you get like a it's like a you gets kirby gets like a little like purple flaming head with like little dragon wings and so basically he gets like this big like fire stream that's like like insanely long and like the like in that'll also leave like those kind of like purple flames and it'll it'll do like damage over time with like if you hit them enough with the flames but you know the other move where you're like you're in the air with uh when you have that fire building does like the like the the little fire lunge. flame lunge yeah. where that technically used to be two different abilities. I'm pretty sure in previous Kirby games where they just combined that into yes. one thing right now in that third form, when you do it now, he, he gets like big dragon wings and just like soars across. That's awesome. That I think they showed so that in fun. the, yeah, the I, think, I think it was one of the, the trailers. Demo. It's, I think it's in one of the trailers. So I, that's why I was, uh, more makes more sense it. now that there are level yeah. three abilities. Yeah. There's level, there's, <laughs> there's tier three and I haven't unlocked all of them, but I've definitely seen, a few of them and i think they're they're super fun there's one okay I, i'll say one more um okay what's not technically tier I like tier three help it <laughs> yeah because they are because they are really cool and i think this yeah. one this one definitely isn't tier three but if you gotten like the the there's the it's a normal kirby ability from a lot of games where it's like the crash and it makes like the big aoe bomb explosion yeah, i just got the blueprint for the tier two ability yeah so the one, two yeah. one the two the tier two for that one i think is actually really cool because it, it kind of is a thing where i didn't i because you, you can go in that in a little test room and there's like a little like dummy you can like test on if I don't know if you saw that in that room. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I did it and it's called it's called like time crash and you, you get like he Kirby gets like a big like you know like sand uh, like dial on his head. So I went into that room to see like what it did. And I didn't realize it. And then there's like a challenge for that ability and basically that's where it teaches you what that does to to greater effect. And basically what it is is. Kurt, you like hold the bomb explosion and like Kirby, like, you know, starts going like super Saiyan basically while he's doing it. <laughs> and then it makes a big explosion and everything like in you. And it does like straight up like Jojo, like the world and it's like <laughs> explodes. Everything gets like browned, like, like time is stopped. And basically you're, and it puts you on a timer where every you have to run into enemies and like you have to like do like a thing where you like run into an enemy which makes them explode and that resets your timer so then like the whole challenge is you like putting the it's like a it gives you 10 seconds so you have to immediately explode and then you know while you're stopped while everything's stopped in time you're like running from enemy to enemy to keep the like stop time explosion because doing the stop time in the challenge actually stops the timer on the the challenge you're doing and it's like that's cool I, and i was like damn that's that's really cool that was like a really just yes. cool silly ability that probably not super practical in, in most other things but it'd be cool to see like somebody like figure out a way to like i i i went into this level with this time crash ability and it was level to go from the start of the level to the end of this section or the whole maybe even the entire level and do that um 
but yeah yeah the, the game's just yeah it has a lot of fun stuff like really that. good yeah and like yeah it's 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 close as we'll get to a 3d world uh sequel um at least for now that's that was my feeling on it and i appreciate that they they're letting once again the, i think it's the help of the switch being so successful and a lot of other video long-running nintendo franchises having their time to reiterate and completely kind of evolve um i'm glad that they did it with kirby because i there's definitely one that needed it the most in my opinion for a while yeah now. he's been struggling for a bit uh yeah. for sure this the 3ds years were not kind to kirby yeah yeah absolutely um so it's it just nice to see um but yeah i think i think that's Unless you have any more games to talk about. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but it's probably <laughs> not that important. Yeah, okay. it's probably not that important. We, we can tweak we the big one. Kirby's the big one. And we can probably be, be, maybe talk about games again in our April episode. Um, I promise our April episode will not be till the very last minute yeah. of April. But I will say, like, at least as it looks right now, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of big at least Nintendo related games. Uh, so maybe, maybe we'll have to figure maybe out. Maybe we can finally do that. Rank the smash brothers trailers. Yeah. I was thinking of like, yeah, bringing a topic, like some general topic or like ranking smash trailers or ranking something else would be fun. Doing a tier list. We talked about ranking, uh, the Mario Kart eight tracks as well. Yeah, Ranking Mario Kart, Mario Kart eight tracks. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe next episode we'll, we'll do something like that. Cause it seems like, it may not be it'll be a little slower We're on in Nintendo, the dry months <laughs> on Nintendo news and games probably till I think like I think honestly like May like, May or yeah, June yeah there might be something something in May maybe we'll have some cool indie games uh, to talk about as well but that's gonna do it for this episode thanks everybody for joining us on a trip to Nintendo land as always uh, we appreciate you either watching us on YouTube excuse me watching us on youtube.com slash rational passions or listening to us on podcast services, however, however you uh, watch or listen to the show. We appreciate you as always. Yeah. Uh, I got some plugs for you. Yeah. Plug it uh, up. See we plugs. got, uh, cause this is the first Nintendo land. I think actually I might've talked about it on the last Nintendo land. I think it was out by then. Uh, IP D and D. If you are not aware, D and D there is a dungeons and dragons, actual play podcast brought to you by, uh com now with a, a bunch of people that you like are not on any other shows jazz foster Topher edwards it's now where tony horvath and scott guthrie are gonna live yeah, 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 uh, yeah. In, in the ip uh hole so yeah three episodes should be uh well the third one should be coming out soon in relation to this episode and mm-hmm. coming out once a month they're long they're usually about four hours in total so they're they're beefy i, I cut them up into two chunks um so look forward to that um you just recorded our fifth episode so we're nice and ahead of the curve for a little while here uh and yeah it's it's really great i'm really proud of it i put a lot of work into it i would love it if you're into that sort of thing if you want to check Mm -hmm. it out um in the in the future there could be video versions um you and i got uh helm to tower helm to tower if you're uh as, as, yeah, it's probably admittedly not not maybe a crossover of Nintendo fans to Destiny Two fans per se, but maybe yeah. if you're just a fan of Irrational Passions, yeah, Destiny hey, Helm, Helm to Tower, yeah, it's, it's a separate YouTube uh, channel from our main Irrational Passions channel. It's going to be focused on Destiny Two content. Uh, by the time this by the time this video goes up, there should be actually another new video on there, but it's going to be more of a it's it's part of our kind of intro series. If you've been there, there's 
videos that are kind of more introductory to mechanics and things in Destiny. So might not be the most exciting to end game players, but you know, maybe if you're if still, you're coming into it, if you're if you're coming in and looking to dabble with Destiny two, I thought, hey, here's some things explaining what's going on here. Me and Alex are probably going to sit down pretty soon here and do some more build videos for things, and also talk about what we hope to see from destiny later this year and we just did a bunch of review discussions for the big review season that's kind of ending thank god now Uh, so (laughs) elden ring video would hopefully be up soon at least in relation to this Uh, we did tunic you and i did and then uh was was there another one or am i forgetting i think there was another one but i'm forgetting too yeah yeah somewhat recently we've had we had a lot more we had a lot of viewpoints that's my my oscar thing We'll have some more yeah. soon too, probably around this episode. Like, uh, stuff to sit down and look at Ghostwire Tokyo, um, and uh, some other indie games I've been looking at. There's like this Pokemon like, uh, that I was going to try and play for this, but then apparently it was is not coming to Switch just yet. But it is on Steam. Uh, it's like a it's called Coromon, and it's basically like yeah. indie Pokemon game. It looks actually pretty pretty cool. It doesn't doesn't yeah. look too like. Not thought out, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Looks like a good Pokemon. Clone. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's that's most of everything. Obviously, check out RPGU and all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, RPGU on st- IPD. Still trucking. Um, yeah, we'll have probably more review discussions soon enough here. Maybe not as as much as we've had in the recent weeks, just because yeah, not a lot of video games coming out. But yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Yeah. Bye. Bye.